0: Hello, welcome to a new podcast for The Lancet HIV. I'm Gavin Cleaver, and today I'm very excited to be joined by Professor Linda Gale-Becker, who has a new article out on pre-exposure prophylaxis in African women, which is the HPTN067 ADAPT trial. Professor Becker, please will you introduce yourself?
1: Well, my name is Linda Gale-Becker. I'm the Deputy Director of the Desmond Tutu HIV Centre, I'm the principal investigator of what is known as the UCT Clinical Trials Unit here in Cape Town, and as such, um, I'm involved in a number of uh, NIH-funded studies, which would include HPT and 067 ADAPT. The work we do in Cape Town um, stretches across treatment and prevention, uh, but we're very happy to be involved in A good number of the prevention trials that are ongoing in Southern Africa at the moment are really looking for new and innovative ways to prevent HIV acquisition.
0: Well, we're very happy to have you with us today. Perhaps we could kick off by just covering the basics. So so please, can you tell us a little bit about, you mentioned, the HPTN067 ADAPT study. Where is it based and what are you investigating?
1: So this study um, was designed a long time ago, actually, just when oral pre-exposure prophylaxis was really making headway in the world. Uh, we had just received the IPREX um, study results, or a study conducted in many of sex with men around the world. Um, and when this study was conceived, uh, it, it was thought that we really needed to understand better uh, the way people might take oral preps, in other words, dosing strategies, the behavior, uh, the preferences, the acceptability of different dosing strategies, and we knew it was important to do this in more than one population. So the study was designed to be run in Harlem in the USA, uh, in Bangkok, in Thailand, and those sites both would enroll men who have sex with men. And then uh, ADAPT-HPTN-067, the study we're talking about today, was uh, conducted amongst women who have sex with men in Cape Town. Um, and and the, the unique thing about the study is although a similar design was used in all three sites, each site was powered to be able to conduct their own analysis. So this paper describes the analysis of the Cape Town arm,
0: of the overall study. So it feels like we're becoming increasingly familiar with the idea of pre-exposure prophylaxis and its use is becoming quite common. So do we already know that this is an effective approach for preventing HIV infection? Is that settled?
1: we have settled it. Um, you know the World Health Organization has now put out a, a strong recommendation that all populations who are considered to be at substantial risk of HIV should be uh cons- or should be offered oral pre exposure prophylaxis as a means of preventing HIV uh if indeed it is proven that they are not already uh, living with HIV of course. So I do think that is now an acceptable concept. I think there has been a little bit of um, controversy if you like, or, or a little less assurance in the setting of southern and East African women or sex with men just because uh, following the global IPREC study, two African studies conducted in women showed no efficacy. Um, and it was thought that effectiveness was reduced because women actually did not take uh, the oral PrEP as prescribed. And, of course, like so many other interventions, unless it actually is used, it cannot possibly work. And so there's thought that that may have been what uh, resulted in in really disappointing outcomes in those two studies, one called VOICE, the other one called FEMPREP. Adapt um, happily... You know, I think went against that grain, and showed that indeed, when when offered in an open label design, as the HPT and 067 adapt study is, when women are told that something does work and that they are on the active ingredient, that in fact they do take uh, the the intervention, and so we were able to, I think, illustrate through this study that that women in Africa will uh Sydney engage around oral prep and will be able to take it.
0: So of course this is an important finding. So you're saying that PrEP can be effectively used by women too.
1: Indeed. Um and and what's more they want it and, and will use it, which I think is is also very important to note because clearly as as you know interventionalists saw very well coming up with a, an intervention, but if nobody really wanted to use it then it, it isn't worth much. but I think what this study showed is that women really would use it. Uh, what we did in the adapt HPT 67 study was we offered it in a non daily regimen so I think what uh, what the evidence is is very convincing about across populations is the recommendation of daily oral PrEP. So if you decide that you're gonna go onto it, that you would take it um, in a daily regimen. There have subsequently been, um, well there has been one study in particular, again conducted uh, amongst men who have sex with men, run in France and Canada, that showed that an intermittent dosing strategy was highly effective amongst men who have sex with men. This study looked at a daily arm versus an intermittent arm where people uh, were advised to take pills twice a week, uh, four days apart, three to four days apart, and then to take a post-sexual encounter top-up, if you like, a, a, a dose after sex. And then a third arm where we advised pre- and post-sexual event dosing. So it was uh, like the hypergay study, very linked to uh, sexual activity. So those three arms were, were compared in the HPTN-067 study to look at uh, coverage. In other words, when we ask women to do this, do they actually take the pill? Is their pill on board uh, at the time of, of the sexual event? To look at adherence, were they able to actually stick to the regimens as prescribed? Um, and also acceptability, which of those regimens did they prefer? So those essentially were the main outcomes of the HPTN 067 study held here in Cape Town.
0: No, that's great. That's absolutely fascinating. And on a a wider level, of course, it's important to provide a range of options for an effective prevention strategy. How does PrEP fit in with other prevention approaches for women?
1: I think that's really important, Gavin, to, to think through because, you know, I think at no time do we think... This is a, a magic bullet or a, a panacea that if everybody goes on to oral prep we will you know we will have solved the, the the problems of the world indeed, I think we do see this very much as part of a combination package so these studies the the women were offered a full package of risk reduction counseling. A male and female condoms, um, and and an environment in which uh, we we couch the oral prep intervention. But it may be that some people don't want to take a pull at all, in which case there are other options. Um, we now know that, for example, there's a vaginal ring that has shown some efficacy, not yet licensed. Uh, but certainly the efficacy trials have been completed, and and women were prepared to use a vaginal ring, which gives them 30 days of protection uh, after inserting uh, the vaginal ring. We know that in the pipeline of development, there are injectable prep agents coming as well. So I think the toolbox, if you like, is beginning to be filled, um, and I think we are, you know, in, in the next... Uh, few years, certainly in the next decade, I think we'll be offering people a, a, an array of options in terms of their prevention modalities.
0: Well, it's such an important and fascinating study. Uh, Professor Becker, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure.